1: I'm Tony Kornheiser, this is my show My friends come on, we talk about basketball now Golf and the metronome of your life Baseball, whether it's opening day The big tournament or one of the majors We have the best to preview it and break down just what happens Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts This is Sports Daily On Wichita's number one sports radio 97.5 and 1240 KFH
2: Hey there, welcome everybody. It is another Sports Daily. I'm Jacob Albrocht alongside Tommy Caster. Jad Chambers producing for us. Jacked up for a Thursday. Yeah, it might not be the sexiest Thursday night football matchup, but it's football. We're excited about it anyway. Major League Baseball playoffs, well... They're already done with the divisional round. We got that over just real quick, so we can talk about that a little bit today. Look ahead to the Chiefs. We'll be looking ahead to K-State with our K-State insider and buddy Tim Fitzgerald, who will join us in the next hour uh, to get through the bye week and go to Stillwater, where... Chris Kleiman's never won, believe it or not. So we'll get into that with Fitz coming up a little later in the show. We'll also have Chelsea Messenger, our betting insider, in to get ahead of the football weekend. That's coming up later in this hour. And it's all on the IHOP hotline, which is brought to you by IHOP. How about the new Nashville hot chicken and waffles, golden brown Belgian waffle topped with four crispy chicken strips tossed in a spicy Nashville Hot sauce. That number is 869-1240. That's also the number where you will get, uh, well, you're going to get some chances to win some prizes. We'll give away some HTO today. We'll give away some Wichita Thunder hockey tickets. Glad to do that. Uh, wow, here we go. Tommy, I'm in a great mood today, if you can't I can tell. tell.
3: I can tell you are. Yeah, Woo! good for you. You know, Paul and I talked about yesterday on the show about how the Rangers won game one, but yet you weren't here to gloat and talk about it. Well, now, of course, you know, the Rangers sweep and uh, man, I can tell you're happier than you've been maybe ever.
2: Uh, it's all intentional. I I, can't, I have to be careful not to jinx anything here. Uh, it is, you know, it was it was great couple days, even though the game was at like two o'clock in the afternoon and I'm working, uh, you know, TV and like trying to get things done and. It was uh, it was taken care of, and I appreciate the Rangers for doing that because I'd be. Can you talk mess about today. the
3: attendance, by the way? Like how terribly attended yeah. those two games were in Tampa.
2: Boy, I just don't know if a new stadium is going to fix that. I hope it does. I love Tampa, St. Pete. So, at uh, uh, such a cool area, yeah. Um I've been to that ballpark. I've been to the area around the ballpark. Is actually really cool. Uh, the ballpark itself is not. It feels like you're watching a game in a shopping mall. It's a very strange experience. They've had... I mean, you can make the case, Tommy, for the last, what, 15, maybe... God, are we even at 20 years now? Like, they've had the best organization in baseball. They're always good. Always have been. And they don't spend any money. It's remarkable. But they don't draw. And I don't know if a new... I don't know if a new stadium is going to fix that. But, man, I... like. That is just crazy to see, and here we are again. I don't know if a new ballpark is going to fix that there.
3: Yeah, I don't think it is. I mean, it's like a thirty thousand seat ballpark is what they're proposing and working on in Tampa, St. Pete, and and we talked about it yesterday, just about how you know they've got to try to draw more. Otherwise, I mean, think about all of the. The you know, major league baseball touting the increased attendance across the board and you know, more viewers, and how baseball is just significantly more popular than it has been in god, I don't know, in the last 10 or 15 or 20 years. And that's the case basically everywhere except for in Florida and specifically in yeah. Tampa. And there are a number of cities that I would imagine would love to have the Rays, you know, in their market. Well, and we we, we discussed I, a couple of places their, yesterday, they got like their ball, Nashville. And, you know, yeah. all, all of that. I mean, like they, they've got to, they've got to figure it out in Tampa. Otherwise, they're going to lose that team.
2: They've got their ballpark. I won't pretend to understand like the geography of the placement of the ballpark or anything like that. So, I hope it works out. It's a, it's a great organization, uh, and and it needs to be reflective in that. But you know, it, it, we'll, we'll get into the baseball playoffs throughout the show. And by the way, if you're looking for more daily baseball coverage on the Odyssey app, you can check out. John Boy Media's Baseball Today, uh, which goes through the hottest topics in baseball Monday through Friday. The Rays' attendance certainly would be yeah. a topic of priority. On, do you follow uh,
3: John Boy? Uh, by the way, gym. do you ever do you know anything about so. him? Okay, so I, I follow him so. on tr- I follow him on Twitter, and he came to prominence as the guy that he's really good at reading lips. So he would do breakdowns. Oh yes, I have managers yes, I have. and umpires yeah, and yeah, what they're yeah, saying yeah. to I've each other when they're That's arguing. Yeah, so that's, that's John Boy, and, and he's, like, blown up, this huge, like, baseball empire now.
2: Uh, that's awesome. Uh, and we yeah. have it for you on the Odyssey app. By the way, you also have uh, the games. You can stay connected all postseason long with the free Odyssey app. Listen to every postseason game live. Uh, so you've got that going for you. Uh, download the Odyssey app to get started. You can, It's Live games, though, are available for fans in that market, uh, but you can hear all the coverage of it. So like, if the Royals were in the playoffs, we'd be able to hear that on the Odyssey app. Um, all right, Tommy, let's let's talk a little. Let's talk a little football out of the gates here, because it's that time of year. You've probably seen it now there yesterday. I believe it was yesterday. The only day this month that didn't have football it was either yesterday or Tuesday um, of some sort. Right. You've got either college football moving in Max and I think it started all that stuff. Thursday night football is tonight and. You know, I'm actually – and you could call me a junkie or tell me that I have a problem and need to seek help, and that's okay. Like, I don't hate this game tonight, Bears commanders. I don't hate it. And I don't hate it because it's two young quarterbacks, and I'm always intrigued to see who the good quarterbacks are going to be. Fields was much better last week. They didn't win the game. The Bears, at least typically – aren't going to give us a snooze fest, right? Somebody's scoring points, typically in a Bears game. The Commanders, Sam Howell looks pretty good, Tommy. Like, he's not bad at all, and they've got some good players. I don't hate this game. I haven't had a chance to see <laughs> Sam Howell play yet. You may be Howell the only yet. one. I, I haven't had a chance to see Sam Howell play yet, so I'm excited about that opportunity. And fantasy football makes this a very relevant game. There's fantasy players all over this, all over this game. So, you know, that that keeps my interest there. I Justin Fields is intriguing. Look, I get it. I want to see the Justin Fields of last year real bad. And he was better last week throwing the ball. Granted, it was against Denver. But I want to see the takeoff and run Justin Fields of a year ago, even if that doesn't translate to wins. Because remember, the Bears were the worst team in football last year. But at least he was exciting to watch. They've got some really important things to figure out. And if they're going to move forward with him, and be this bad, they, like, they've got to know. They made that call last year, and you see the play of C.J. Stroud, and you see the play of Anthony Richardson, and it's like, uh, yikes, right? Yeah. And now Caleb Williams right. is staring staring you down. And it's, you, you know, you had the opportunity there for one of those other guys. Now, then maybe they would have taken Bryce Young, and the jury's still out on Bryce Young. It's way too early, but at least those other two where you're like, all right, Bears, like, if you're going to get behind Justin Fields, why don't you just maybe think about letting him be the best version of himself?
3: Well, and I don't think they're going to get behind, you know, Justin Fields. I think they've given him enough time where I, I don't think that they are committed at all to the prospects of him being their franchise quarterback moving forward. Like I, I think that if they end up in a position to draft Caleb Williams and Caleb Williams decides that he's not going back to school, they're <laughs> going to do that. I mean, they traded that number one pick a year ago. You know, when they had the opportunity in a really, really deep – quarterback class to bring in Bryce Young or CJ Stroud or Anthony Richardson and they chose none of them and they committed to Justin Fields they won't do that again if this season ends up being what we think it's going to be and if it continues in the way that it's gone so far they'll make a move they'll make a change uh, you know and, and so I guess at this point it's kind of like why not give it a try you know you, you saw what he can do of course the Broncos defense is, is god-awful but you saw a little glimpse of what Justin Fields can do. And at this point, I think that really the Bears have nothing else to lose other than to just let them let him run wild. Um, and I think that that's I think that's exactly what we'll probably see from him uh, tonight. I'm curious to continue to see the way that this commander's offense grows and evolves under Eric Bieniemy, And if Sam Howell is a legitimate starting quarterback moving forward, I think the jury is still a little bit out on that. We've seen flashes from him as well. Um, You might be the only one in the nation that is actually looking forward to this game and excited about this game. I'm not. Uh, there's a really? there are a couple of other well there's a, n- a couple of other football games on tonight i may watch western kentucky and louisiana tech uh on espn rather than the bears and the commanders i don't know i just i have a hard oh, time nuts. like that i don't really getting behind a, this game i don't I'll tell you what that for if there second. were you you're if you're watching were, the no, game if there were game threes in the wild card series oh i'd watch tonight i would watch that for sure I'd i was a little that. bit disappointed that all four i was disappointed that all four of those games ended in in two games um but I, I'm honestly, though, I don't know if I'm going to be able to stomach the Bears and Commanders tonight.
2: I will. I'm a junkie. I get it. I, You've seen my basement set up. I've got the side by sides. I was hoping for baseball, too. So it could be one of those nights where you get baseball yep. and football side by side. It is. Oh, man. I, I don't know what it is about the NFL. And the problem with Thursday night games is they can get a little bit ugly. But I think we could see points tonight. And we'll talk to They're Chelsea They're ugly
3: about usually, like, even with good teams, like good matchups. They tend I know. To be kind of ugly. That's what I mean. <laughs> so I can't imagine how ugly it's going
2: to be with two teams that are like this. We're, we'll talk to Chelsea about this in a minute. Can you believe, like, to me, again, that is 44? Has anybody watched the Bears play defense? 44? You getting the Bears at 44? That's... That's that seems crazy to me. It seems crazy low, by the way.
3: Primetime unders. That's the thing. Like, that's always the thing. Primetime unders on a short week, especially going into a Thursday night game. Man, I understand why that line is where it is.
2: Last week, the commanders got to 62 points against a good defense in the Eagles. Uh, they got smoked by Buffalo, but Buffalo scored a ton of points like their their defense isn't great. They got to 68 against Denver. We know the Bears aren't any good on defense. I mean, I guess it's like, can the Bears score? But Washington lets everybody. Their defense isn't very good. Now, they may force some turnovers tonight. Like, I think I'm using them in fantasy football a couple places for that chance. But 44 points? I I think I'm going over. I think that's a bet I'm going to make. We'll see how that plays out tonight. But, uh, man. Um, okay, so that's, that's tonight. I'm with you. I'm a little disappointed we didn't get wild card games that uh, I really hoped to get. Uh, Chiefs, let's let's start to look ahead on them. Not a whole lot of, like, discernible. There's not a lot of, like, nuggets coming out right now from Chiefs. I mean, I can't believe it's Wednesday, Tom. What is it? It's Thursday. I can't believe it's Thursday. And we still don't know if Taylor Swift's going to be at the game. Like, what? (laughs) <laughs> what are we doing TMZ like how do we not know this by now
3: Oh man again I thought you were going to talk more about you know the I know actual you matchup I, I you know were leading you up thought. to that and then you dropped in the Taylor Swift reference there um, the only thing that I've heard is that the mayor of Minneapolis like desperately wants Taylor Swift there
2: yeah um, let me I, let me clarify that that's I, all I, I know really, I don't care at this point anymore like I'm kind well, of you it. brought it up I know it's a joke uh, oh. I, I don't know that we've had really any good storylines come out on that because there's not really any, right? Like there's not a big injury we're watching or anything like that. I, I do, I will say that, you know, the line on that has shifted toward the Vikings that it was four points yesterday and it is four, points it started at least five and a half when we started the week. So that's interesting. Money's going to the Vikings, and I think back-to-back road games are tough. I think Minnesota is as desperate as a team can be. I think they're as dangerous as an offense can be. Can the Chiefs make them continue to make the mistakes that they've made out of the gates? You know, that's that's really what we have to watch for. But Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes both yesterday talked about how dangerous and great Justin Jefferson is. And, you know, the Mahomes a little bit more than Reid because he's coy but Mahomes just sort of pointed out some of the things that, like, when you watch tape, you you may not see, like, just how physical he is and, and all these different things. This is a pretty dangerous game. I, I am I, – I'd have to – well, Cowboys 49ers is my favorite game of the week and, and probably is most. I think Chiefs-Vikings is as interesting a game as there is on the schedule this week, and I think the Chiefs could have a tough time. I You know, it's so unpredictable when we talk about Minnesota this year because they could fumble it four times in the red zone and get housed but their just ability to move the ball and do those things like they they're, they're going to do that I think against anybody they have tons of weapons on that offense
3: yeah and, and i laid out a number of scenarios yesterday on the show uh, paul and i were talking about the matchup where you know i think the chiefs could be in trouble i do think there are more scenarios where the chiefs will win and cover but man, there's a couple of I call them doomsday scenarios for Kansas City like if they can't get Isaiah Pacheco going and if we see the the same kind of effort from the wide receivers as we did a week ago, you know, and if Kirk Cousins has a little bit of time in the pocket, man, at that point like it, it's going to be it's going to be a challenge for Kansas City one way or another. What I'm watching for on Sunday is the matchup between the offensive line for the Vikings and the pass rush for Kansas City. We know that Kirk Cousins has had a, a terrible time uh, you know, getting any kind of protection in the pocket. And that dates all the way back to last season, continues on, you know, so far through the first four weeks of this year. And if Chris Jones and company can get any kind of pressure on Kirk Cousins and, and hurry him, I mean at that point, that's gonna be, I think, the biggest they matchup. Will get-
2: they will get but, pressure on him. His line is terrible. I know.
3: It's just it's going to be a matter of like how much pressure can they get and how much can that impact the game? Can they close out drives defensively? Can they keep Kirk Cousins from converting on third down with guys like Justin Jefferson and Jordan Addison and T.J. Hawkinson? I mean, time's going to tell on that. But that's the matchup that I'm looking at the closest for this weekend.
2: These two teams over the last handful of years are as notorious as any in football for playing close games, right? Like. It, it almost feels inevitable that this is a close game. And, you know, the, the, even when Minnesota messes up as much as they have this year, by the end of it, it's typically close, right? Like mm-hmm. we saw it against the Chargers. We saw, we've seen it a million times with the Vikings. Like they're they're just always in it. They were going back a year ago. This isn't just like one year of data we have to look at. This is now a year and a month uh the tampa game 3 points the philly game 6 points the charger game 4 points last week it shouldn't have been but it was just 8 points so you're like you're looking at this and it's like okay well we know historically the chiefs do the same thing the chiefs win those games but they're always close so like i i don't it's it's really hard to imagine this isn't a very close game um and that's always dangerous right because on the other side if you're the chiefs you can do a great job all game long bottling up Justin Jefferson and he can beat you on one play. And oh by the way, they got another guy in Jordan Addison, the rookie who can do the same thing. Yep. Like they, you know, it's one of those like is this thing going to go back and forth and be tight and then which team can make the big play? I I will say this about Minnesota. I think that as far as like big plays, their offense is ahead of the Chiefs right now. Like the Chiefs don't they it's it's so strange to even think about this, but it, but it's true. Like, the Chiefs are not a big play offense anymore. That's not what they are.
3: Yeah, I also am not sure that there's a better group of wide receivers in the league than the Minnesota Vikings have combined, collectively. Agreed. And then you throw then, T.J. But Hawkinson man, in there. Man, they're good at
2: the top, yeah. They are
3: super, super talented uh, altogether, together, and, and that's one area that, you know, obviously the Chiefs don't have, you know, that amount of talent at the top with their wide receivers. The other thing, that I think is really important to keep our eyes on is the fact that the Vikings, I, mean, I know we've characterized them as desperate. They were desperate against the Panthers last week at 0-3. You can't fall to 0-4, all of that. They've got an opportunity, if they win, to go to 2-3, and three, and really the only other team in that division that's kind of standing in their way are the Lions. The Packers aren't going to win the division, I don't think. The Bears are clearly not going to win the
2: division. The Bears won't. You know, don't count so out the Packers. Don't don't count them out. Three,
3: at two and three, at two and three, though, you're right back in the mix in that division with Minnesota, where it wasn't that long ago that everybody was, you know, basically rating them their, you know, their their death certificate
2: it's... in the division, right? So I did this little thing last weekend on CBS Sports Radio, and I'll do it again this weekend. I'm back on there again this weekend, of like what what teams are the most deceptive in their records, like good or bad, right? Like which team isn't as good, which team isn't as bad. The Vikings to me are the most deceptive bad team in football. I, I think there was a point in time where you could have said the Bengals, you could have put them, but the Bengals are in big trouble. Like to, I'm, I'm far yeah. more worried right now if I'm a Bengals fan because you're at, and that's partly because their aspirations were so high, but their problems seem much larger than the Vikings who, when it's mistakes like that, that team shores up mistakes and all of a sudden is very dangerous what what's interesting about minnesota and this will be a good like remember that they brought in a big time defensive coordinator he doesn't have much talent to work with right like he there's there's not a lot there but they probably are going to get better over the course of the season defensively right offensively they're good but brian flores that's kind of what he does so like if their defense conti- it's sort of like when Spags first got to Kansas City. Not right. a lot of talent to work with, but you can kind of, you know, you can kind Rebuilding of building work- that system right. a little bit. And yeah. so, you know, I could see that. And their their offense, if it's healthy, is it's as good as any in football. I I don't I don't get the Kirk Cousins hate. Like that dude throws from his back ninety percent of the time, but there is not a more consistent like get the ball where it needs to be guy. He just, he has no protection. And the Chiefs, I'm I'm with you, the Chiefs have got to exploit that real quick and and try to make them make a few mistakes and build a big lead.
3: By the way, right now, you can get the Minnesota Vikings to win their division at plus 550. I think that's a pretty solid value. I mean, at plus 550, like, sprinkle a couple of bucks on that. I don't think that they're, I mean, they're clearly not the favorite, right? But, man, they're in a much better position now than than they were before.
2: Viking fans are pulling their hair out right now listening to yeah. us. I, I work with, with two or three I have for whatever reason, I work with two right now that I can think of, like big Vikings fans and for what and have worked with a lot of Vikings fans. That that fan base is filtered through Uh, the local TV media, but I'm telling you they're pulling their hair out right now because they're just before that. They're like, no, it's terrible. Get it over with. It's done (laughs) like rebuild. And I keep saying like, guys, I think they're not as bad. Like as you know, are they going to win a Super Bowl? I don't think so, but they're not, you know, I'm with you. I think offensively anyway, look, the lions are the lions deserve our credit for what they've done. They've been, they've been as advertised and good for them. But I'm with you. Vikings scare me a little bit this week. They scare me a little bit. We'll we'll get more into that game. What did Chelsea think from a betting perspective on it? And does she think I'm nuts for even considering an over in a Thursday night primetime game? We'll get her thoughts next. Our betting insider joins us on the show as Sports Daily returns. All right, welcome back in, everybody. A couple more minutes here, and then we'll get uh, Chelsea Messenger in to talk about a little bit of wagering. It's a good night on Thursdays as we look at the Thursday night football uh, to sort of glance at the NFL. Uh, we talked about Chiefs Vikings. I, I love Chiefs Vikings. It's such an intriguing matchup to me. Uh, what about Bills Jags, Tommy? Like, you want to talk about the Jags needing? You know, they they did what they needed to do against Atlanta. Now they get to stay in London essentially, and welcome in Buffalo. Buffalo's listed at the home as the home team, but we know that the Jags have become, uh, you know, London's team. I think this is a pretty big spot for Jacksonville. I don't know if they're quite ready, you know, as they've stumbled out of the gates a little bit to to take down the Bills and and what the Bills have been able to do the last few weeks. But that eight thirty game—you want to talk about good eight thirty games? I gotta watch that game. It's gonna really ruin my whole day. This is gonna really be one. one of those days where I, I get a lecture of like, you know, <laughs> normally I get the. Are, are you really gonna watch football for like seven hours? And I'm like, really? It's like ten because I'm gonna watch Sunday night football. This one's even worse. This is gonna be like, was it twelve? It's uh, fifteen hours, and I got to mix in hours. a Rangers playoff game. Like, I'm I I don't know. I've got to start the work now on Thursday. To build up enough good grace and butter my wife up to not take grief for this. I don't know how I'm so going to pull this off. This is
3: what you do, and this is what I'm planning on doing. You don't watch Thursday Night Football tonight. And, you know, so that, that, here's what I'm going to do. I'm, I mean, it's a bad matchup. The Bears and the Commanders, I can live without it. So what I do is I'll go to my wife. I'll say, honey, look, you know, Thursday Night Football is tonight, but it's not important to me. Let's watch something that you want to watch tonight. Is there, is there a movie you want to put on? Whatever. Whatever. And then my plan is, okay, well, then I can have kind of a free pass to watch all day on Sunday.
2: Your your wife's not that gullible. She's not going to go for that. I, I, mine, I'm at least going to Mine has the memory of a gnat on all the kind and sweet things I do for her. Uh, so that would do me no good, right? Like what I do tonight doesn't have an impact on Sunday unless it was like – Hey, you should totally go out with your friends and, like, do something fun, you know, just for you, just because you deserve it. Well, so let th-
3: me tell th- you what I'm doing, what, what is happening this weekend. So my wife is going with her parents to the KU-UCF game, and I am staying at home with our toddler and our baby. So I'm watching that's a solid kids play. all yeah, day. That's a solid play. She's leaving at, like, 10 a.m. She won't be back until – I mean, the game starts at three, so she won't be back until probably ten o'clock that night. So I've got the kids all day. She's going to go to that. She's going to a football game. I'm not. I'm staying at home with the kids. So I feel like I've I've earned, you which know, is also races.
2: code for you get to watch all football all day Saturday too. Well, I, I mean, we don't I, need to listen, tell her. That. I know, I know these games. So I don't know how to do this. Like we have to go to. We we got another Saturday, which is just nuts, right? We wake up, we do all the. Kids' sports stuff, and then I gotta go do. I get to go do another radio shift uh, for CBS Sports on Saturday afternoon, and then we immediately have to go to this fundraiser event. And it's, I, I think, I think it's an event where you know they try and lube everybody up to donate a bunch of money. Uh, we were invited by some friends who have tables. So maybe the play here is, and I can only say these things because I'm 100 percent sure my wife's not listening to us. Maybe the play <laughs> is to get her a little extra lubed up so that she's really hung over on sunday and just like she because she has to go to work early every sunday morning but maybe i can just try to like get her partying really hard so that when she's done working then sunday morning in the aftermath all she wants to do is like lay on the couch leave me alone maybe that's the play but again like she's a lot tougher than me too so if she's hung over like that it's probably not gonna wreck her whole day I mean, uh, you know, you mentioned that you're
3: 100% sure that your wife is not listening to the show. I bank on the fact that my wife is not listening to the show. Oh, I, yeah. I, I got to make sure, like, if we're talking about this stuff, she, I hope she's not tuning in right now. Otherwise,
2: I'm going to get an angry phone call. Well, you know, I I don't know. I, I think it's that maybe my only option. I, I don't know how, you know, I can, I, I don't know what to do. But it's going to be a problem when you've got an 8.30 a.m. game like that. A Sunday night football game like Cowboys 49ers, a major, like a playoff game featuring the team that I care more about from a fan's perspective than any other team in baseball. And then, you know, red zone for the normal seven hours, you know, in a Chiefs game in the afternoon. I mean, we got to lock in here. Like yeah. the noon red zone is one of my favorite things of the week. And then we got a Chiefs game in the 325 window. We got a Sunday night football game. You can't miss that game. And you got now Bills Jags at 830 in the morning. What are we supposed to do here? Like, we're at your mercy, you know, sports world and NFL. Like, you're commanding 15 hours from us on a Sunday. Like, people you know, we are trying go to go through, to church. Like, we, gotta, we got stuff we got to be able to mix in here.
3: We go through hours and hours and hours of landscaping in the spring on Sundays, right? You know, or going to the park on a Sunday for a couple of hours in the summertime. Go, you know, doing all these different things. This is our time. Like, this is our time for football. You know, all the flower planting and the yard mowing and all that yeah. stuff that we do in non-football season, like, this is our time to shine.
2: I need suggestions. Welcome to the IHOP hotline. If if anybody is better at this than me, like, what can I do here to – because I think your Saturday plan will probably work, Tommy. I need a plan to, and and some way to build up enough good graces to basically – Watch sports from the second I wake up Sunday to the second I go to bed. You know, three kids at home, busy life. We're trying to run a couple businesses, do all this stuff. I need advice. You can leave those to us on our video stream, Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch, or call in. I'd love to hear it
3: can you fake a sickness? Can you pretend like you've come down with no. something and you can't get I, I, out of bed?
2: Absolutely not. My wife is the least sympathetic to a sick person. Okay. Me, like not our kids, just me. Like, <laughs> right, just it's you. like, <laughs> get, get up, pansy. Like, we got stuff to do. Like, you know, no, I get yeah. nothing on sick except a hard time for, for you know, being a sissy. So uh, it just, and I, and I do get man flu, oh, right? Like, hey. it's like, oh, I'm so sick.
3: I'll take it a step further. Not only do I not get sympathy, I usually get in trouble for introducing the sickness to yeah. the household. You know, I so it's not only like no you sympathy. It's that I how can't dare dare you believe bring that you in? would get yeah. sick
2: right now. Yeah, we're too right. busy for that. Maybe I can fake a heart attack. Uh, I don't you know. Go. 869-1240 is the number to call. We'll get to Chelsea Messenger when we return. Maybe look, Chelsea's. You know, Chelsea's mom, and maybe she's got some advice. I'll ask Chelsea. Like, what? What can I do? That would appropriately get me the ability to do this. Uh, Because I do this for a living and I have to watch these games is not ever a good enough excuse. I try that one all the time. Like, I have to, I've got to do this for work is not, it's never good enough. All right, we'll come back. Chelsea will join us. It's Jacob and Tommy at Sports Daily. We'll be right back.
0: For more of Chelsea
1: Messenger analysis, just search BetMGM wherever you find your podcasts.
2: All right, welcome back in, everybody. We welcome in our pal, Chelsea Messenger. Chelsea, before we get to bets, I need your assistance uh, as a family woman. I've, I've got a dilemma uh, approaching here on Sunday that I'm not sure how to how to take care of. So I, I my wife sometimes does not understand my desire to watch like an NFL doubleheader. Well, Sunday, we've got a Sunday morning game that we can't miss. Uh, we've got a regular doubleheader. We've got the Chiefs in the afternoon, the Cowboys Niners on Sunday night football, and my Texas Rangers are going to be playing in the ALDS. I have no idea what, the, what, what can be done to build up enough good graces to watch sports for like 16 hours on Sunday. Any advice or tips uh, from, on what I could do to, to make that happen?
0: Well, I do this all the time. You can watch on your phone while you're doing other things because, listen, we all have lives. We can't watch football nonstop all weekend long, but also this is my job, so I do have to pay attention to it. So what I'll do is I'll set up my phone, and I will watch a game while I'm planting flowers, while I'm doing laundry, while I am unloading the dishwasher. And also while you're driving, if you have XM radio, you can listen to a lot of stuff. Like I'm not sure if you do, but – I totally feel you. There are ways around it. Like, you're not going to get the full. Why?
1: Why? If you have T Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours.
0: Why? Why?
1: Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox internet with two times faster download speeds than T Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit Cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion.
3: Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with
1: my good friend at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in. Baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever
0: you get your podcast.
1: You'll be glad you did.
0: ...experience, but uh, technology definitely helps.
3: Okay, so Chelsea, both Jacob and I uh, were married men. And I brought this up in the last segment, and I'm wondering if you think it would be effective. Do you think it would ever work for us to tell our wives that we're sick, like we're under the weather and we need to stay in bed all day?
0: No, no. Do not lie to your wife. That will always be found out, and they will hold it against you. Listen, at least you work in the industry. Like, can't you just say it's for work? Never good
2: enough. I try, no. I try no. that on a normal, like I try that on a normal Sunday, like where it's just maybe a double header and that it just, it's not, I, I need what I need is for my kids to become rabid football fans. Like I am so be like, <laughs> Hey, this is bonding time. That's what I need. Uh, and so Tommy doesn't agree with me on this. I think Thursday night football is interesting because I think we could get some points scored just in general, because both of these teams have been doing that in their games I I know I I know I probably deserve a lecture for overs on a prime time, especially on a Thursday. But man, forty four and a half, like I'm I'm feeling the over tonight, Chelsea. What do you
0: think? Yeah, this one's gone up, so the market agrees with you because this is what we have seen. I think it's moved uh, maybe three points, and that is the issue that I would have at taking the over at this point. Okay, it opened at forty three, now forty four and a half, so it hasn't moved that much. But sometimes when you see a total move this much, it just feels like you're missing the boat. But I'd be with you. You know, if anybody can give up points, it's definitely the Bears who are 31st in DVOA when it comes to their defense. And then the Commanders, we've seen them give up plenty of points. And this is where I have an issue with anybody who wants to take the Commanders minus six tonight. We've seen them not succeed in this position when they're supposed to win and when they're supposed to lay a big number. First game of the season, wasn't it? Cardinals. Almost lost that game, I remember, because I had the Commanders in Survivor that week. So it feels like the Commanders, a team that you want to back when they're underdogs, but not necessarily when they are laying a big number. You've still got to remember that Sam Howell is a young quarterback as well. He's not technically a rookie, but what does he have, like five or six games under his belt as a starter? Uh, So this one is tricky, but if you believe that there is going to be a lot of offense, I think that means you play a lot of props in this game because if you think there are points, you think that both these offenses are going to be moving the chain. So I think this is a perfect game where you do a same-game parlay for fun and throw in a bunch of props that kind of support both offenses, and maybe that's how you make this game interesting.
3: Yeah, how do you feel about Justin Fields in this game? Of course, you know he had a, a actually a really good passing game against the Broncos' defense last week, four touchdowns. 335 yards through the air, didn't run it a whole lot, four attempts for 25. How do you attack a player like Justin Fields in this game tonight?
0: Yeah, he's gone over his passing yardage prop in four straight games because they keep setting it so low. And, like, eventually he's not going to get it. I think it's 198 this time. But the thing is, if the game script is still going to be there where the Bears are behind, he's going to continue to throw the football, and it is a low number. Uh, The other player that kind of correlates to that is DJ Moore. Uh, I think his prop is worth a look tonight. It's 50 and a half. It's a pretty low number for a receiver that's already had two 100 yard receiving games. Last week had 131 yards. Granted, that was a very back and forth game. And going against the Denver defense, that yes, gave up 70 points uh, to the Dolphins. But still, without Chase Claypool in the mix, I think uh, we see DJ Moore get even more of the targets. He's leading the team in targets already. So if you think that Justin Fields has a decent game here, you look at his uh, yardage prop as a quarterback, or you take a look at the receiving prop for DJ Moore, who is the number one receiver for the Bears.
2: All right, Chelsea, anything else from this game? Because I like those two before we move on to the others. I, I haven't seen Howell play, um, but everybody can score on the Bears. Washington's defense They they can get pressure, I guess. I I just can't find, you know, where it would be that they shut somebody down. And even if they get a huge lead, there's garbage time possibilities. I'm with you. I like the Bears' props on this. Has Justin Fields been easy to bet or difficult to bet, do you think? Because he is getting low numbers right now.
0: Well, I think the secret's out on his rush props. And they set him so high that those are kind of hard to get. So, you know, he can rush for 45 yards, but his rushing prop's, you know, 51, so he doesn't get it. So those are kind of tougher to bet, but I'm going to bet on the rush prop for Sam Howell tonight. Don't know if you watched him in college, but Sam Howell at UNC rushed for over 800 yards his final year at the University of North Carolina. And we saw him kind of show us a little taste last week, ran it six times for 40 yards against the Eagles. Now, quarterback rush props are kind of tricky because a lot of it is just them deciding to run on a whim. But we see this a lot from young quarterbacks uh, where they kind of panic, they don't know what to do, and they just run it. And Sam Howell is pretty fast. Uh, He's hit this in back-to-back games. It's a low number at 13.5. So I'll be taking a long, hard look at the rushing prop for Sam Howell as well tonight.
3: Let's take a look at the game in London on Sunday morning, Chelsea, the Bills and the Jags. The Bills, I think, you know, made a massive statement a week ago against the Dolphins and, and just what they've been able to do offensively, putting up a n- the number of points that they did. And then their defense looked pretty solid, too, against a really powerful Miami offense last week. Of course, they have to travel overseas to London. The Jags are already there. They're, they're fairly rested, all of that. And the Jaguars did what they needed to do against the Falcons a week ago. This is a pretty intriguing matchup, but it, to me it just it seems like The Bills have far too much firepower. Your thoughts on this game?
0: I think when it's on the road in London, that's when things get real tricky. And especially when you have a Jacksonville team that plays in London, what feels like every year, I'm pretty sure they do. It feels like this is their second home. Uh, So, this is a situational spot where, yes, you see the matchup and you see how good Buffalo is. But sometimes there are these situational spots where you're including travel, you're including little X factors like the Jags being comfortable in London. I think I'd take a look at the Jags, plus five and a half. Plus, I think we have not seen the Jags offense and the full potential of it just yet. Like, granted, it's not a great matchup against this Bills defense, but still, uh, I think situationally speaking, I would go with the Jags here, plus five and a half.
2: Uh, Real quick, and we'll get your favorite plays in just a second, but let's talk specifically about Chiefs-Vikings. Big number. We all understand why. It's interesting to me. I think the num- I think the you know the numbers shifted toward the Vikings a little bit, but these are these are maybe the two poster boys for playing close games, even sometimes when they're not supposed to be.
0: Yeah, this was five and a half on Monday. Uh, Vikings getting five and a half at home, and we've seen it quickly be bet down to four. And I think you're right. The Chiefs are one of those teams that just haven't. Uh, been blowing out other teams, but eventually it's going to be there. I think that's a sabotage factor. And plus, they've got a great matchup against this terrible Vikings defense. It's going to give up a lot of points. I think I would lean towards the over uh, 52 and a half seems very high, but if anybody can do it, it's these two offenses because that's what the Vikings do have going for them. Uh, Kirk Cousins, as bad as his decision making can be in the worst of moments, they still have the potential to put up some big numbers here. And even in garbage time, uh, I think it's a Vikings uh, offense that at least can add something to the equation here. Uh, and another game that might be good for props. Anytime you see a really high total between two teams with great offenses, those are the games that you kind of target anytime touchdowns, uh, some quarterback props, receiver props you name it. So maybe that's a good candidate for, you know, Justin Jefferson, anytime touchdown, or if you just want to hit the over, I like that as well. 52 and a half.
2: All right, Chelsea, uh, let's, let's look at some of your other favorite plays this weekend. What else is on your, and this could be college football too, college pros. What are some of your favorite bets of the weekend?
0: Yeah, let's stick in the pros for just a second, and we'll go the Patriots and Saints under 40. Look at these two offenses. Do you really think that they're going to light up the scoreboard here? I think not. Neither of these teams have scored 20 points all season long. In fact, the Patriots' defense is really the only good thing about them. I know they just lost Christian Gonzalez to an injury, but they did just sign J.C. Jackson. Not sure if he'll be ready to play for this one, but still, their defense is solid. Uh, and looking at the, the Saints last week, they got Alvin Kamara back, and one would think it would help their offense. Uh, they didn't even touch 200 total yards of offense in a 26 to 9 loss to the Tampa Bay Bucks. So I think the Saints Saints defense uh, pretty solid here as well. Two good defenses, two offenses that are flat out terrible. Don't know if you watched the low lights of Mac Jones last week. Uh, I'm going to hit the under 40 between New England and New Orleans.
2: All right, Uh, Chelsea. We appreciate it. Thanks for the insight. Thanks for the advice on how to deal with our wives on a very complicated Sunday. (laughs) Uh, We're we're just keep trying to. We got a few days to butter them up. We'll we'll work on it. Uh, We appreciate it.
0: All right, and good luck to your Rangers. Orioles is a tough match, but let's uh, go fifty
2: to one, Chelsea. I got it. We got to have it. Like it's got to happen. Let's
0: go. Well, at least you have some hedging opportunities, you know, if you want to cash out early.
2: Yeah, BetMGM pulled those cash outs. Uh, I have them on the, I have them, I think, on FanDuel too, and they're 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 only offering me like I think it's three to one or four to one on what I bet. I can't do that, and yeah, no, my, my I would never sleep at night if I did that, and they won. I'd rather lose, I think, than do that. Uh, we'll see if that yeah. goes up though. If that goes up, I'll think about it.
0: All right, thanks for having me.
2: There goes Chelsea Messenger, host of the Daily Tip and Odyssey Sports Betting Insider. Insider Calls presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. All right, let's do a giveaway here. Uh, We've got Wichita Thunder hockey tickets. We've got HTO. Let's do some tea right now. We'll do Thunder in the second hour. Uh, We'll give away two free tea cards to HTO. More than 25 flavors, including now peach cobbler and apple pie. You want some fall variety? Get your hands on some of that. You can get those at Wichita East, Wichita West, or brand new in Derby. And we'll get you two free cards. to check it out right now on our IHOP hotline. First caller during the break. Chad will get somebody hooked up. We'll give away Thunder tickets in the next hour, 869-1240. We'll be right back.
4: And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.
1: I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on. We talk about basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happens. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.